Welcome to Death by a Thousand Lyrics, the podcast. We're Amy and Kylie, and we want to say thank you for being here with us. We know how many things are available for you to do. You have lots of options, and you decided to spend your time with us. And And that that is is such a beautiful thing. thing. Thank you so much. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are breaking down Antihero, which is the third track from Midnight's. And first and so far only technically single, um... I would still beg to differ and say that um, Bejeweled is a single, but I guess Antihero is the only radio single, so... Uh, yeah, I'd also say that Bejeweled is a single, especially because it has its own music video. And didn't Bejeweled get an instrumental version, or was it just Antihero in question? No, I think I, it was all three. I think it was all three. So, Antihero is one of Taylor's favorite tracks that she's ever written. She said that. I don't yep. know if it was an interview or... I think it was her was explanation her view, of a song. In her video, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that video, she says that the song is about her life feeling unmanageably sized. And um, she talks about her struggle to feel like a person. Mm-hmm. And clarifies that this is literally a song about self-loathing. Yeah. That's fun. That's so much fun. As we're smiling. <laughs> no, I think it's because everyone can relate a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, I'm more of like a, on a charting way is the antihero debuted at number one on the global spotify chart with 17.39 million streams so like that was right away that's what it debuted at um so it's been her biggest chart debut in history not hers like it is the biggest chart debut in history on spotify i don't know what the the streams are at now but it still holds the number one spot in the billboard hot 100 which is her longest number one single um but please don't quote me on that but I, i feel like that's not like the longest at number one like shake it off or blank space yeah i I don't really know it's only been like two Two weeks weeks. there's no way she's had a number one yeah yeah so again don't quote me on that we can keep discussing and i will try to find that yeah so antiheroes actually we've like back in the a few episodes behind we um went over our like album rankings and this was in my top five of the album this is my number two I think, um, yeah, my rankings already have changed. I already hate myself for what Me I put too, it Me too, but it's not as a result of, like, analyzing the lyrics. It's just, like, having more time with the album for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've changed my end um, song. Do you want to know what it is now? My least favorite song on the album? Glitch. Ugh. Yeah, I can't. <gasps> I don't like it that much. Do you want to hear my hot take? Except mine's way hotter than yours. <laughs> I have listened to one song too much, and don't like I can't it stand it. Not I can't stand it. No, I but I totally get it. Enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna be Paris. Yeah. What is it? Lavender Haze. <laughs> I, I still love the song, but now like I hit midnight and I click skip the first song. No, Kylie, we'll, we'll be at the we'll be at the th- uh the theater. We'll be at the tour, and literally it'll be opening with Lavender Haze. She's like, ah, oh, not again, not again. <laughs> no, I'm obviously like that know, is such a different situation. And like if it came on in a public place, I'd still get so excited. But you don't want to listen. It's one of those songs yeah. where you skip it on your phone and see then it's so it funny you said that you're like yeah it's so funny how you said that it would be paris for you and i was like oh, how could you do that's paris for me now because <laughs> my phone gets hyper fixated on music mm-hmm. we've been over this and right now it's hyper fixated on paris it's been hyper fixated on paris paris comes on after like every two or three songs when i literally shuffle her entire discography it's like paris so 
Uh, I skip it almost all the time now. That's my freaking Google Home with this song, Antihero, but Blank Space is her longest charting song ever, so I feel like it's safe to assume that that would probably be her longest hit number one. Okay. Yeah. So, again, my fun fact. Um, So, we saw... Before even the song came out, we saw hints of it with, like, the Archer and Mirrorball. They're, like, the Archer, super... for sure. Yeah. They're both super vulnerable songs. Mirrorball, she said... I mean, she said Folklore is not an autobiographical album, but Mirrorball definitely is mm-hmm. an autobiographical song. Antihero, she has confirmed this is an autobiographical album, so it definitely is about her. But Antihero, it's, like, takes it even further. And, yeah. like, even, like, further dissects it. And then, but it's so confusing because it's so, like, heart-wrenching, but it's such a boppy song. I know. So it's like you're singing along and Especially you don't even know what you're singing. the Bleachers collab. That one yeah. is so groovy. As soon as it came on, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, talking about that, um, Antihero is being willowfied. 100%. We're gonna, I, if we got more than five remixes. No, more than what we have. This is where I draw the line. I haven't even heard the remix. I know. Unless it's like, okay, she gets one more, but it's to strip it down to a fully sad song. Yeah. Like, That's give us, the like, the all 2 all piano version, or, like, the Sad Girl Autumn version. Like, do that yeah. with Antihero. Yeah. That's the last remix she's allowed to have with this freaking song before I, before it's fully willified and I exile it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. At this time in our lives right now two nights ago she released the anti-hero featuring the bleachers which we all know is jack antonoff so he has a line in it and then um today she released a new remix with rose like the roosevelt remix i don't Just probably some dj i i'm like where's elvira did she forget about him or them we had love story elvira <laughs> remix and we had another elvira remix Probably I don't know. will. I don't care. Enough with the remixes. I know. I it's really, really? just to get the streams up. So fun little Easter egg is um, she right. hinted at these lyrics with the very first episode of Midnight's Mayhem with me. In the very first episode, she goes, "Hi, it's me." Oh yeah. Yeah. So I we've discussed this before, and I think no, she, no, no. It was it's me. Hi. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. me. Hi. Yeah. Sorry, because that's the lyric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, we've talked about this before, and I'm interested to see for the rest of all the other like like the songs for like the original version i'm pretty sure if the theory is correct that she has hinted every single lyric like every single song a lyric from each song i think so too i we're... haven't revisited yeah the videos to Me see neither. but we did talk about how we think that mm-hmm. so it's probably still standing probably because yeah. she definitely did it with you on your own kid and labyrinth for her nyu speech a lot of it was in her nyu speech that's true yeah. so i don't no. think they maybe they weren't all in the Midnight's Mayhem, but I think that there is somewhere that she hinted at all of these songs. Yeah. Um, did we so I'm reading this week. More? Yes. I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Midnight's become my afternoons. When my depression works the graveyard shift, all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. There's two references to the Archer in this one verse. I also have a Archer reference. Because, okay, first... Um, when she says, I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser, it's kind of about how the media, like, apparently a few times the media have been like, Taylor's growing up, but she's not maturing. Like, her lyrics are still so immature, and Mm -hmm. like, it's like she's aging backwards in her, like, maturity and her music, and I think that that's literally just because of me, and you need to calm down, because they were so 
hated. Hated, yeah. Um, but then the parallel to the archer is I never grew up, it's getting so old. Yeah. Yeah, and she also discussed this in Miss Americana. She talks about how celebrities get frozen at the age that mm-hmm. they get famous. So she got famous at like 15, 16. People still view her as this little 16 year old woman when she's mm-hmm. like coming on 33 now. So like the media's <gasps> frozen her at the age. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to think that at this point in her life, Taylor spent half of her life in the spotlight? Wow. That's a heavy, that's a really heavy weight to bear. Yeah. So she, like, it's pretty clear from this that she also feels that she was frozen at the age mm-hmm. that she got famous. Like, she just can't move past it. She struggled with it for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, she's still struggling with it. Yeah. But I think especially if it's, it's on midnights. It, and it's never, I think at this point, it's getting worse because she's so much more in the spotlight almost than she ever was. In oh, the no. sense that she's not, she's not getting watched as hard as she was in 1989. People aren't criticizing her every move, but I, that's because she's found a way around it. Yeah. She's found a way to avoid that. The privacy. I, something, I have something like a little funny about me is I have an Instagram caption on one of my photos for my friend's birthday that says another year older, but not wiser. <laughs> so I was like, Taylor, was I an Easter egg? <laughs> I, I came up with that by myself and it was last summer. So... That was a funny thing about my Instagram. Um, there's a lot to you, unpack in the next lines. You could, but also, like, not really. Yeah. Like, that's... Amy and I were talking about it before the episode. Like, this song has a lot to talk about, but it's not because the lyrics are so, like, metaphorical and, like, all that. It's just because mm-hmm. it's such a deep song. Yeah. Um, Such a vulnerable song. Yeah. So, when she says, midnights become my afternoons, when I, I was thinking about this the other day, and it's like, it's because midnight is not where she stops in her sleeplessness. Like, she literally goes fully sleepless. Oh, Like, way into the morning, and that's why her midnight feels like afternoon, because she stays up so past midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, when my depression works the graveyard shift, it's like she's trying to emphasize the fact that it's working. Like, it's, it's putting in a physical toll on her. Mm-hmm. Um, the depression's taking over at night. Obviously, the graveyard shift is, like, typically... Dusk till dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have, like, for depression, I wonder, is that is that self-diagnosed, Miss Taylor? Because she does oh, yeah. not believe in therapy or... Yeah, like, I mean, I... Whatever. When did she say that? She said it in an interview. When, though? 1989 no it was after reputation that she said she doesn't believe in it i Um, feel like she probably changed her view on that i really hope she did i really hope so because i like she said her mom's her therapist yeah it was definitely after rep that she said that because even in um soon you'll get better she's like who am i supposed to talk to Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean it's fine if you have some but back to this i'm like is it self-diagnosed which is fine if you have depression it's really like it's kind of hard to miss yeah. So it could totally be self-diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But it also ties back to, um, you, you don't give, like, um, the melancholia from Lavender Hayes. Mm-hmm. Just restating again. I have some mental health issues. Yeah. All of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. Um, that's another Archer nod. Um, I wake in the night. I pace like a ghost. Oh, yes. Um, for me, that... obviously it's a very, like, anxious line, which is all the archer is and i think that could be why that anti-hero taps into the archer so much i think they're very very sister songs oh yeah um anti-hero is just obviously has a way different production 
than the archer i love the archer so much um yeah when i think when i read that or like hear it all the people i've ghosted stand there in the room it's like to me you know when you're you're keeping yourself awake you can't go to sleep and you relive you all the conversations yourself to but, think about it. yeah but like you relive all the conversations that you should have had you relive yeah. the things you should have said to these people and like you replay arguments and you re you, like, you rewrite the way that things should have gone and it's like she never got that chance because a she cut it off too fast mm-hmm. or b she like she didn't give herself that opportunity this line there's only one person like when i think of those situations there's only one person in taylor's life that i like really really think about and it's um taylor lautner i think she really regrets what she did to him i think so too yeah i we'll get into it later but i think there's a lot of references to him in this, this song? album oh on this album but in this song no oh, okay that one i agree with you about the album i agree then we go to the pre-chorus i should not be left to my own devices they come with prices and vices i end up with in crisis tale as old as time so we'll stop there um that is my favorite lyric in this song she's saying that she's extremely self-destructive and that really she should not be mm-hmm. left alone in the state that she clearly is like right now I, I think she set the scene of like she is in her midnight time like her depression yeah. is working the graveyard shift as we speak um and so she's like I can't I can't be left alone right now I'm in a downward spiral and it's mm-hmm. not not good I think the part where she says I should not be left to my own devices specifically is about when she she's like on social media she's looking through the like other media outlets and she's overanalyzing herself and thinking about what other people are saying about her and like letting it affect the way that she sees herself mm-hmm. um okay so you took devices as like a literal device mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah that mean no that makes sense yeah they come with prices and vices like you and i have talked about this off mic before it's like vices are what you it's like a self-destructive behavior that you use mm-hmm. to feel better so usually Usually for people, it's sub- substances. So for some people, it's like smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, you know, smoking weed, the hard, heavy drugs, or like, you know, nicotine. That's like the stuff that they go to when they need something kind of like a relief. Like you need a reason to get drunk or you need, yeah. you need to turn to it and like to distract yourself from it. So she's saying the price to her, like to feel better is her vice. And we don't know what her vice is. She has not explained to us what her vice is. Well, she does have a song titled Champagne Problems. So, <laughs> might be drinking. Might be. <laughs> um, yeah, so I also, with my, the way I got the lyrics so wrong and hits different, I thought it was weed, but clearly it maybe it's not. <laughs> my friends say to get me high. Oh my god. Um, me out. So, another thing that I wanted to bring up was I saw this as well in Tale as Old as Time. Um, that, I, I couldn't pinpoint it until I saw it online. Um, Taylor's Oldest Time is from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And that line has so much of a parallel to Beauty and the Beast with this song. Because in Beauty and the Beast, obviously at the beginning you're hating the beast. The beast is a beast. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's terrible. He's bad. Whatever, whatever. But then by the end of the movie, you're rooting for him. Yeah. He he is, like, an anti-hero in his oh. respective... Yeah. So... I think that could also, like, later on when she says monster on the hill. Oh, indicative that of that, also, too. I, yeah. Yeah. See, I took that and I, like, kind of flipped it because I thought, like, 
the the Beauty and the Beast reference could be more indicative of how people think her life is a fairy tale, but they mm-hmm. don't really see the mental turmoil that goes on behind That's the true. scenes. Because like at the end of Beauty and the Beast, it's a tale as old as time. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up with her prince charming and her beautiful human, but in like the in reality, Taylor's really really struggling with her actual like personality and her own um, struggles. Um, so then we go on to. I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming for that last time. So I, at first, when I was reading the, I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch, I'll watch as you're leaving. Mm-hmm. The first time and up until the last time I listened to it, I was thinking that's Joe. She's singing about Joe, like, yeah, being scared of Joe leaving her. But the last time I listened to it right before this, I was thinking this is, that's not about Joe. Um, it's about like the fear of a 2016 repeat of her, and I use this term lightly, fans turning on her and leaving her because without us, she doesn't have a career, right? So if like, it truly would be a nightmare if we were just like, okay, fuck you. And the world turned on her again. Oh my God. No, I never thought. No, that makes me even more sad than the way I interpreted it because I interpreted (laughs) it as the Joe, like Joe leaving her. That makes me so sad. Taylor, I'll never leave you. We will never leave you. Oh, and also, another Archer reference here. Um, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? I'm gonna cry. Okay, yeah, so definitely the <laughs> Archer and Antihero are huge sisters. Like, twins, almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I took it as more in, like, the literal sense of she's super scared that her lover will leave her. And because... She so here because you got tired of my scheming. We have a lyric parallel to Mastermind. Yeah. Um. So I've been scheming like a criminal ever since. So it's clear that she struggles with the idea of being like really authentically herself, and by being herself, she doesn't think she'll get love. And so mm-hmm. she's like, I'm, I scheme in order to get it. Um. Like I I don't know how to play it like natural. I don't know how to be myself when it comes to love. So that she's saying like, finally you figured it out and you don't want to be with me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think it could go both ways. Maybe it is both. Like she's she's referencing both just by saying that. But then also for the last time, that makes me think of the last time, like the song, clearly. Yeah. But also I think it means that this hasn't, or this has happened before and it's an issue between her and her lover. Or like you said, the 2016, like it has happened already and maybe she has the fear that it'll happen again. I think, and that's like a too far gone situation like for the last time like there won't be any comeback because she's so far into her oh, career yeah. because she thought there that her life back like she that. thought it was over like yeah. after 2016 but then she came back with rap okay do you have anything else to add for that section no. okay then we go straight into the chorus she goes it's me hi i'm the problem it's me at tea time everybody agrees i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror it must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero for me when i listen to this song I think I I can't even listen past the fact that um, it's so upsetting that she sees herself this way. Yeah. Like she sees herself as a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we see right there. It's, I'm the problem, it's yeah. me. She's all, like, she's acknowledging the fact that she's the one who's self-destructing everything in mm-hmm. her life. Like, she is oh, the yeah. bomb that's setting off. Like, that's going off in her own life. But also, she sees herself as an issue. So it goes both ways of, like, I'm the problem. I know that I'm the one who's creating all this mental turmoil for myself. But also mm-hmm. she sees herself in the light of, like, I am a problem for people. 
but in the music video when the first time we hear it's me hi i'm a problem it's me it's her past self talking to her like current self and i think that also goes back to what you said about being frozen at the age you were famous Mm -hmm. is that like is that is the problem because everyone sees her as the girl that's knocking on the door Mm -hmm. and not the tailor that she truly is also oh like so is that her past self is that supposed to be her past self it's supposed in to, the I think it's supposed to be like her past preppy self. That's why she's all colorful and whatever. Oh. Yeah, no, that definitely goes back to that then. That it like that line of like I get older but never wiser. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. And like how her past self is kind of haunting her and like it's held to a I, really high standard. I think it could also be like that twenty sixteen thing because like the colors in like the past I'm doing air quotations. Past Taylor in um, at the door the music video mm-hmm. yeah i think the colors kind of scream like 1989 she also is wearing a very similar um top as to what she wears on the rep tour when she sings delicate yeah so i think it's kind of like that time ish of her life okay no that, like that makes a lot of sense yeah um so then we, we move into when she says at tea time everybody agrees so for this i was like i was kind of confused i had i didn't really it didn't really make a, a lot of sense for me but um after a while i sat with it and it like immediately takes me time down to like oh like it's tea time we're gonna sit around and spill the tea mm-hmm. and it's really really reminiscent of during right before rap era 2016 era when Kendall Jenner posted that photo of her sipping like tea or juice or whatever and like or on the phone and captioned it tea time and then Taylor recreated that in the reputation music video with her snakes on a throne so see I was thinking I don't know what the talk show is I think Wendy there's a girl named Wendy on it where they all sit around a table and there's like five or six women and they just sit and talk about gossip and news is that the one where they said Taylor's too skinny? Taylor's too skinny. Taylor's annoying. Like, yeah. it's, anno- it's annoying how skinny she is. Yeah. And I think that's what it's like because at tea time, it's n- like stereotypically women getting together for tea and gossip. And yeah. Especially in the old times. Like, yeah. they'd come over for tea and then they'd get all the gossip of the town out. And yeah. I- no, like, I think it's so funny that it was literal. It used to be literal tea time and now it's like... I'm going to spill the tea verbal for you. Tea time, yeah, yeah. Now, verbal tea time. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think I think it's really clear in this line specifically that Taylor has never gotten over that. Like she's she said multiple times that she tries to. We've got shake it off. She's like, I'm just going to shake it off. Like it's not an issue. I'll shake it off. Clearly she can't shake anything off. The view. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. But that might not. Everybody agrees. She still really struggles with the fact that there is a mutual hatred for Taylor out there because there still are people that hate Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of how big her fan base is, regardless of how successful she is, there will be constantly media questioning her, questioning her moves, questioning the way that she is, and questioning her as a person, and hating on her. And, like, it's mm-hmm. really hard to focus on the good when all you can see is the bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm really trying to find that talk show now, but... um, I know it. I know exactly which one you're talking that about. One, but there's, like, a few similar ones to that one. Yeah. But, yeah, it is once... When it's so consistent, it's hard to let it go. Well, especially when it was the whole world against... Like, it Mm -hmm. wasn't the whole world, but it felt like the whole world. Yeah. Especially, like, she's just a human being. And 
people we treated her like she wasn't a human being not we they okay. treated her like she wasn't a human and that's being. why i said i use the term fans loosely mm-hmm. not saying that taylor swift fans aren't like good fans because the real ones are literally the best yeah we are i mean <laughs> anyway um <laughs> the line i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror immediately when like the first time i ever heard this it made sense to me right away it's yep. like she'd rather she'd rather hurt herself pain herself blind herself than to deal with her own issues and like I, stare in the mirror directly at what's causing the problem i didn't interpret it so much as like t- like the take a look in the mirror kind of thing mm-hmm. where you like deal with your own issues um my the way i immediately thought of it was with her eating disorder and like physically looking at her body in the mirror oh okay yeah i think it's both like it's mm-hmm. definitely literal and um figurative yeah because the like the the literal st- definitely she struggled with looking at herself and looking at the pictures of herself she's said that multiple times yeah and then but the figurative part of it it's like she refuses to deal with her own issues which then furthers yeah, them for sure. the more you ignore them the bigger they get yeah uh, like that's a piece of advice for everybody who wants some two cents <laughs> if you ignore your issues they will get bigger <laughs> yeah um yeah and then it must be exhausting reading from the end for rooting for the anti-hero she's exhausted mentally i think it's also she's like trying to put herself put herself in our shoes and she thinks that it's so hard to love her because it's so hard for her to love herself wow nope love that wow okay then we go into the next verse sometimes i feel like everybody is a sexy baby and i'm a monster on the hill too big to hang out slowly lurching towards your favorite city pierced through the heart but never killed um let's discuss sexy baby yeah. <laughs> was it you that was like, I I laugh every time I hear that? I don't. I mean, yes. At first, maybe it was But Avery. I don't understand it, really. So Still. it's a reference that stems from 30 Rock. Would you uh, just give up the sexy baby act? And she's like, it's not an act, but it, like it was. I've never seen 30 Rock, so I read about this. Okay. But um, it's like a an act where like you're younger and hotter than everybody. Mm-hmm. So she's saying like, sometimes I feel like everyone around me is younger and hotter because she again like when were we talking about it when she feels like a geriatric pop star yeah she said that on jimmy fallon yeah so it's i think it's kind of reminiscent of that where she's like i'm i'm too old for this industry like everyone's so much younger than me everyone's obviously because like or she not obviously but she thinks because everybody's younger that means they're automatically more attractive than her yeah which is obviously not true yeah we know that i mean (laughs) Taylor's one of the sexiest women alive, so that's fine. But no, I think like the when you when you say that of like the end, she's being older in the industry. The the first person that pops up in my brain is Olivia Rodrigo, especially because of the nothing new at seven. Like when she's like seventeen, mm-hmm. she'll say she got the map from me, and then I'll cry myself to sleep. That was literally Olivia. It was yeah. like, oh my god, I grew up listening to Taylor. Like, Taylor inspired me, and she's seventeen when she got her big breakout. Yeah, was that her Tim McGraw moment? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone's like, oh my god, Taylor wrote it about Olivia, and it's like, clearly, no, she didn't, this is a vaulted song, but, well, like, sexy baby, those are two things you would not put together, babies aren't supposed to be sexy, um, they're children. I do remember talking about, like, sexualization of women, but. Yeah, so I think it's also, like, indicative of sexualizing pop stars, Mm -hmm. like, these young women, like, Olivia Rodrigo, for example, she's not even of age yet. No, she's she's, or maybe 18 like I think just 18 or 19 i have no idea but she's still too young for like the world to be like you are a sexual object yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Taylor's also had her moments of sexualized, like, being sexualized in the media. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so the sexy baby line, I feel like she was trying to be funny. Yeah, she's trying to crack a joke in such a hard song. <laughs> so even though we discussed it, it's like, okay, I kind of get it, but I feel like there's probably a better way for her to say it. Yeah. Oh, but I think, like, the younger and hotter way is the best way to interpret it because she says, and I'm a monster on the hill, too big to hang out, slowly lurching toward your favorite city. Mm-hmm. That's... I think part of it is, like, because she's so tall and she's always been so tall. Oh, yeah. There's the literal sense. The, and then I think the too big to hang out is, like, her body image struggles and her eating disorder again. Yeah. And then lurching towards your favorite city. The monster on the hill is her being the older pop star um, and monster lurching towards your favorite city. First of all, this was her confirming she was touring this album. Yeah. So I think it's, that's what it is, is her touring and being so everywhere and like, being considered like yeah. such an old pop star or, or a monster on the hill yeah the way i took it is um I'm, sorry i just want to finish this because i'm no, gonna forget okay. it it's also the over the hill kind of reference what do you mean like when when you become a certain age you're over the hill like out to pasture yeah kind of okay so then we move on to the lyric pierced through the heart but never killed so i think this lyric is really reflective of i know places Mm -hmm. and the feeling of being watched and hunted consistently Um, like metaphorically hunted oh my god well also but also not because she was being hunted for publicity and by paparazzi yeah yeah so they are hunting her um and then also the archer again yeah um i've been the archer i've been the prey and then in the music video it's fully confirmed because she shot with she's an arrow. She's literally shot with an arrow. Yeah, I love that it's glitter blood. Yeah. So, Pierce to the Heart, but Never Killed. I, it makes me think of um, the lyric from Look What You Made Me Do, Honey, I Rose Up From The Grave. Or, Honey, I Rose Up From The Dead, I Do It All The Time. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, you continuously try to put me down, try to kill me, but I recreate myself every single time and I come back better and than I was before. So, yeah. try again. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, let me move into the next part and she says did you hear my covert narcissism i disguise as altruism like some kind of congressman tale as old as time this was my runner-up for favorite lyric because i love it so one of my favorite lyrics is in the bleachers version Mm -hmm. and it's when jack says taylor you'll be fine yeah (laughs) she's gonna cry literally though because i think it's just like reminiscent of how close they are and how good of friends they are and and how he's her constant yeah yeah like he's been in her life since red era yeah when she was on tour um and also this is another yeah i love this lyric even without jack um because when she compares herself to a congressman i think it's very telling of like just how deep like this self-hatred is because Mm -hmm. in miss americana she talks about how these congressmen are like the worst thing to ever happen to her basically like she Mm -hmm. hates these narcissistic altruistic which i had it's like a form of like extreme selfishness altruism yeah is extreme selflessness oh well i read that wrong but the narcissism yeah is um, extreme self selfishness yeah 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 so anyway um no i totally agree with you about because of how much she hates congressmen yeah it's and her comparing herself to that just shows like how deep like that self-hatred is for her yeah that's exactly what i have like just she's con- continuously disappointed by them and so she's like continuously disappointed by herself but <gasps> you saying that takes me back to 
this shit makes me cry too. Her sitting on the couch receiving the Grammys call. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'll make a better record. I'll make a better record. And she, like, Tree's like, no, you, like, like Reputation's a great record. It's a great record. record, yeah. It is, Taylor. We are its biggest dance. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's just go over some word knowledge definitions here. yeah definition so covert is something that needs to be hidden or like peeked away you you don't really want to show it narcissism is extreme selfishness and self-obsession yeah like you're extremely egotistical so here she's saying like i hide up my selfishness like i hide it i don't want you to see how egotistical i am i don't think she is though but i mean we i don't think know her personally. but you like her ego could be in the i'll just make a better record Mm. her ego definitely peeks out in that okay. part as well yeah okay that makes sense and then altruism is extreme selflessness so she's saying she hides her narcissism and disguises it as altruism so she's really making these like schemic moves to benefit herself but she layers it as if it's for other people is what she's saying i think i actually had a discussion with this about this with a radio host they were it was Last year, they were talking about Taylor Swift and, like, someone was like, I think she's just not as great as she, like, seems she is. Yeah. And so I went in on him. I could probably find the text in my phone. And I was like, she invites people into her home mm-hmm. for secret sessions. She gives her fans Christmas gifts. Yeah. yeah. She- so Taylor, consistent, like you said, consistently does stuff for her fans. She donates to charities, like, without her name so that people don't think it's just for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of sad that she thinks that she's super egotistical through this whole thing. I, I, this might not even be how she sees herself. I think this is kind of like a media thing too. I know this song is about self-hatred, but she's like, did you hear? Like, did you hear? I do all of this for fake. I do all of this to cover it up. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just thought of that right now. Well, also, like, I think that it it reminds me a lot of when people are like, you're in a a bad relationship or a bad situation or something. Like, you're just in a a kind of a crap space. And people are like, no, it's this this time in your life right now where you need to be selfish. You need to be selfish. Put yourself first. And a lot of people struggle with that Mm -hmm. for the fact that they're like, well, then it makes me a bad person. It makes me a really selfish person. So it might be that. People around her saying, like, Taylor, put yourself first. Stop, like, consistently... I don't know, putting others before you. And she's like, no, that makes me selfish. I don't want to, like, I don't want to be a selfish person. So it yeah. could also be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then we go back into um, pre-chorus. I wake up screaming from dreaming when Dale watches you're leaving and life will lose all its meaning for the last time. Um, I think the lyric change here um, is is just kind of emphasizing what we said last time about her, like, fear of losing joe her fear of losing her spot in this space Mm -hmm. her fear of losing her fans which i she's said like we're her friends like yeah we are her we are the reason why she is where she is exactly so i think it's like the fear of losing all of that over literally anything Mm -hmm. because like cancel culture too now is so much crazier than it was in 2016 that like we even saw with the music video when people were calling her fat phobic oh, for having God. a fucking eating disorder. I know. And for expressing the difficulty she has with that eating disorder. Yeah. yeah. Showing us that she still struggles with it. And then, Obviously. And then people turn around and are like, you're fat phobic. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Like. Um, so you, again, you kind of take it as the, like, the more, like, broad sense of the fans. I definitely just saw it as, like, the partner. Like, her lover. So, 
for me, it's like she sees her meaning of life and her reason for going on like lives with this person because mm-hmm. it's like life is meant to be lived with a partner you're supposed to experience all these highs and these lows with somebody in your life like you're supposed to have someone to call at the like when you reach the top like she said in Miss Americana and she didn't have that um but it's also a really heavy heavy burden to put on someone mm-hmm. when it's like you are my happiness you are the reason I'm alive you are the reason I go on you're the reason I wake up it's like that's a lot like, yeah. I've left a relationship before because somebody said that to me. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't have that weight to bear. So maybe she also thinks that. And it's like, I can't put that on you anymore, even though I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, then we go into the chorus. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting. Always rooting for the antihero. Which is the exact same as it was last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go into the bridge, which is, I have this dream. My daughter-in-law kills me for the money. She thinks I left them in the will. The family gathers around and reads it, and then someone screams out, she's laughing up at us from hell. That's another one of my favorites, but not because of the lyric. I think in the song, it sounds so good. Yeah. When, because it sounds like she is like scream singing, she's laughing up at us from hell. Because it's like, it's like kind of like a distant yeah, it's, sound. Like it, it sounds does like sound she like... took a step back away from the mic and yelled and it. screamed. Yeah. yeah. It's no, sonically, it's a very great part of the song. Um, But this just bridge, it just continues to reiterate the fact that she, like, so she says here, I have this dream. My daughter in law kills me when kills me for the money again she it's like reiterating dream because she said um, i wake up screaming from dreaming just re-saying retelling that it's all happening in her head none of this is actually playing out in real life yeah and it could also be like she literally has nightmares yeah constantly mm-hmm. for, and like that's an anxiety thing when she sure. does end up sleeping it's not a good yeah. sleep yeah mm-hmm. yeah and my like kills me for the money she's worried that even her own kids won't like her and won't won't love her for who she is mm-hmm. the way that she struggles to love herself i think because it's daughter-in-law so that would be like her son or daughter marries a woman mm-hmm. um and then she kills her for the money it could also be like i'm scared that my kids won't have a normal life because i'm their mother and like they'll see her kids for the brand of taylor swift not the person that they actually are like in the music video yeah yeah when they name drop her mm-hmm. like and use her solely to get what they want oh i to- like i totally agree with you on that and i think it's interesting that she said daughter-in-law because i don't know just from from because she said it could have said son-in-law or like child-in-law but instead she said daughter-in-law and to me that registers as like as women we've been taught growing up to pit women against women mm-hmm. like you're taught that women are not your equals they are your, your competition, competition especially when it comes to like a guy mm-hmm. or like obtaining I don't know like you're competing with other women for how pretty you are you're competing with other women for the way you look and like your body and women are constantly compared to women it's like we're not compared to people we're just compared to it, women this that line feels very I'm having a realization that midnights is like the deep dark thoughts behind lover because in Lover, she literally says, we all have crowns. And it's about not mm-hmm. competing with women and you need to calm down. Yeah. So it feels like, uh, even if it's not like the full album. Yeah. There's definitely thoughts of it, though. I agree mm-hmm. with you. And like, oh, now it's coming together because Lover was supposed to be called Daylight. Mm-hmm. Daylight and Midnight's. <laughs> yep. So it's like, this is... And again, supporting my theory that maroon is about joe we've got cornelia mm-hmm. Strait. 
yeah behind of cornelia street oh um when she sings the family gathers around and reads it and then someone screams out she's laughing up at us from hell it's not just her family like in the literal sense of yeah she's gonna have kids and she's gonna die one day but i think it's also um the world like reference like maybe us as her fans because we're constantly like taylor taylor when are you giving us more when are you giving us more and the whole world just expects like more from her Mm -hmm. and she's kind of created that for herself too because it's like she has to top herself constantly and she's so open about that too. yeah exactly she struggles with that so it's like um she's scared that people just want her for her money and her fame and like the records that she continues to break but it's like not for her as a person yeah yeah then she's laughing up at us from hell taylor i you're probably not going to hell yeah probably not like i'll see you in heaven but no like it's sad that she thinks she's going to hell yeah be like yeah let me just go into the outro of the song it's me hi i'm the problem it's me it's me hi i'm the problem it's me it's me hi everybody agrees everybody agrees it's me hi i'm the problem it's me so that um like breakdown is very reminiscent of like a nervous breakdown also Mm, yeah um but i know you mentioned this to me it sounds like she's intoxicated yeah which is kind of another part that like she's talking like a drunk person could be her vice exactly that's what i wrote i literally wrote sounds intoxicated vices on a night that she was left alone with her devices like to Mm -hmm. her own devices um yeah because the way she says like everybody agrees like she just like trails off of, mm-hmm. so it's like definitely sounds like someone's intoxicated maybe not drunk but intoxicated like you said um but somebody also comment like i posted that on tiktok that that theory and somebody commented on my tiktok i'm sorry i don't know the, the username but they said it also sounds like hissing of like a snake from reputation be like everybody everybody agrees, agrees of that time in 2016 when the entire world hated her and so she That's came back true it does yeah. kind of bring it back to and the so she came back with her that happening again yeah and she like rebranded the snake took it back for herself but people called her a snake and so it sounds like the hissing of a snake so I was like, mm-hmm. that's super interesting. So I'm really sorry whoever commented that I don't have your username, but <laughs> it was them. Go look at my TikTok and see that comment. Scour through the comments. Yeah. There's not that many on that video. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and then just the, the end, uh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting. Always rooting for the antihero. Um, oh, there was only one thing that I didn't touch on in the music video. Mm-hmm that I would love to touch on is when they're talking about the will and they're like, oh. 13 cents, blah, 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 blah. And someone goes, oh my God, well, look, there must be a secret encoded message. Mom loved to do that or whatever it was. Yeah. And she's absolutely clowning on us as we're literally talking about how the sparkly purple blood is an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it just, like, she's further telling us, like, guys, guys. Not everything in my life is an Easter egg. But also, like, when my, when I have Easter eggs, you'll know. She's completely obvious with her Easter eggs. They're not, they're not as cryptic as we make them out to be. Yeah. And that's her being like, guys, you're But hilarious. to Easter egg hunter haters, that doesn't mean we can't still have fun with it. Oh, yeah. I still love breaking down, like, the clothing she's wearing. <laughs> like, stop. L- let me live. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about Antihero, do you? No, I think we've, um... Certainly talked enough. We will see you in the next episode for Snow on the Beach. Yep. Featuring Lana Lana Del Del Rey. Rey.